man. I got nothing this week. I mean, I got two, two, two items for you, buddy. Two items. I mean, that's more than I had. Is one of them about turning red and 9-11? No, I don't know what that's about. But, I, I mean, I do know I, a little bit now. But it's, it's too stupid to talk about. I feel like we could talk about turning red and 9-11. It's a, it's a good Let's end cap it. to our it. turning red. Con- and you saw turning red, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, so we can talk about turning red. We can close the loop there and bring people up to date on the zeitgeist, which on this podcast means whatever dumb shit people with anime avatars are talking about on Twitter. Dear listener, we did not in fact talk about turning red and the events of 
And so they just maxed it out all the way to the banana side. All the way to banana. Now, typically, like, the isoamyl acetate flavor is considered what's called an off flavor in brewing, meaning it's a a flavor you don't necessarily want to be super pronounced. Though, to be honest with you, all beer tastes a little bit like bananas because all beer has isoamyl acetate in it. Uh, This one is just, like, cranking that quote-unquote off flavor up to 11. Like, it's it tastes yeah. crazy. As someone, like, who really enjoys beer, this is one of the craziest tasting beers I've ever had. Right, you're right. Turning that off flavor on. Absolutely. It's <laughs> fully activated. It has no bananas in it. Nothing in the brewing process has bananas involved. They just, like, cranked that, cranked that banana lever. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how we can mimic flavors without ever touching the thing that tastes like that it's that's unique hey listen beer making is an art and sometimes that art is literally putting 125 pounds of cut up kit kat into your mash tun and sometimes it's just like tweaking the esters that your beer produces yeah kit kat i think i tasted a kit kat stout at some point which literally had hundreds of pounds of kit kat in it Wow. Listen, man. W- what did it taste like? Um, Kind of like shit. <laughs> it tasted, pre- <laughs> tasted pretty bad. Okay. Okay. Turns yeah. out Kit Kats don't have a lot of like flavor on their own. And a lot of the, it's just like sugar and chocolate. And that doesn't, I guess, ferment well. I guess not. Yeah. Mm. So mm. good though. Yeah, for a while there, I heard rumors of uh, like a space Coke, a space Coca-Cola flavor that was out there. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll track that down for the podcast, make it like a special thing. Um, Can't find it anywhere. And from all detailed reports, it tastes like Coke with like an aftertaste of cotton candy. And I don't like cotton candy. So we're skipping that entirely. Why are you saying space Coke like this combination of words is supposed to just make sense? Uh, yeah, space Coke. You space Coke coast to coast. What space is Coke. happening? Like the Coke they drink in space? <laughs> it's called Coca Cola Starlight. Okay. It is. Uh, um, the package says it is space flavored. That's not possible. <laughs> um, space doesn't have a taste. Yeah, so apparently, I mean, there are differing reports of what it tastes like. Uh, so what does Adder's space taste like? Is it cool and refreshing with a blast of fresh mint? Or more like a raspberry with a touch of cotton candy? That's just oh, what people are saying. I actually have tremendous news. Tell me, buddy. Space has a taste. Oh, doesn't it taste like strawberries? Raspberries, apparently. So, this new flavor of Coca-Cola might be factually accurate. Yeah, apparently it is from ethyl formate, which is especially present in raspberries. So, if you could taste space, it would taste slightly like raspberries. Well, that's fascinating. I've learned something. Uh, wow. Yeah. I'm reading an account of somebody who tasted it which I think will be the closest I ever get to actually tasting it. Um, But this person says, if you don't like sweet flavors, stop reading now. The The instant I uncorked the Starlight Coke, out wafted the scent of something like cotton candy. Okay. My first sip tasted like licking a bubble yum wrapper. Uh, That's not, that's not positive to me. Coca-Cola Starlight, even the zero sugar variety, is sweeter than a Pixie Stick Sticks milkshake, unlike the regular Coke Zero. Yeah, see, this just seems like it's too much. Yeah, so it seems to be what Coca-Cola seemed to be doing was actually using ethyl formate. Uh, a little, a little taste they, of space. But what they actually did was create a drink that is inspired by space, quote, and quote, and having, quote, notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire. So they probably just threw a bunch of shit at the wall and called it Coke. Yeah, Starlight I'm sure it's the, yeah, the brainchild of some executive's newly nepotism hired person, you know, relative. 
And then the marketing team had to be come up with something like they tasted it and like, well, I guess it tastes a little bit like raspberries. And then somebody's like, space tastes like raspberries. <laughs> so th- there's a lot of different takes. Now we, for anyone out there who thinks that we got a wild hair up on our, our asses and started talking about Coca-Cola, you have no idea. Coca-Cola and the taste of said products is the backbone of this po- of this podcast. Both Henry and myself, big fans of a Coke Zero. We taste tested new versus old Coke Zero when that was a thing. And we also tested a Diet Coke at the time. Uh, Coke is important to us. And it seems like a lot of people have different opinions about what this tastes like. Apparently on on Reddit, someone said it tastes like Teddy Grahams and Cola. Amazing. One said it tastes like caramel plum and the feeling you get when you inhale really cold air. That person is high out of their gourd. Uh, Let's see. Tastes like Coke, but has an aftertaste of cereal milk. Uh, But one Reddit user commented that it tastes like floor. Fascinating. What? (laughs) (laughs) You know, just tastes like floor. Just some floor. Just Just a little bit of floor. A taste of floor. Space is really going through a moment right now for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, none of the good reasons. Although I think the NASA budget got uh, increased. I hope the uh, only... if, If nothing else, one of the positive outcomes from a lot of billionaires wanting to scrape space is that hopefully there is a renewed interest in it and we start funding NASA appropriately. Yeah, that would be cool. Plus, they could bottle some space, bring it back down to Earth, and then we can make carbonated soft drinks out of it. Yeah, they just need to stick their little their little wayfish hands out of the windows with a, a Coke bottle and then scoop up some of that sweet, sweet inky blackness. Yeah, just bottle it up. Yeah, I'd drink space. I'd, sure, if it was safe to drink. If I find Coca-Cola Starlight in the intervening times and future podcast episodes, I will have to plan around drinking it because Coca-Cola has a lot of calories in it. But there's a zero sugar variety. Zero sugar Starlight? Yeah, there's a zero sugar Starlight. I guess it makes sense because calories are heat and there's typically not a lot of heat in space. Uh, Notoriously, it is very cold. So you'll you'll lose weight by drinking Coca-Cola Starlight. <laughs> right, because your body's going to need to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. What? Hold on. I think we figured something out. There oh, no. isn't no gravity in – or rather, there is not an absence of gravity in space, but rather – when people are in space, they are drinking so much of the space that is Coca-Cola that they get so light that they float. Gravity. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be it. That's that's why there was that uh, deleted scene in Alfonso Quaron's Gravity, where George Clooney is floating away and says, it tastes so good. It tastes so good. And then he comes back and he's like, hey, you miss me and I'm going to solve all the problems. (laughs) You miss me? I have a tequila brand. (laughs) I forgot to plug my tequila brand, so I'm back from the dead. Is there meat on these bones of a science fiction movie in which there's a portal that people get sucked into and when they come out, they are the actors (laughs) who are portraying them? Wait, oh. that's just Galaxy Quest, isn't it? At, at being, a certain point, be, being John Malkovich a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know, people have—they've made a movie about everything. Yeah, I think there's a Star Trek episode where Star Trek's a, a show. That seems right. That seems like something the Star Trek writers couldn't resist. Right. All right. Let's move on. That's why I prefer Star Wars. Not self-referential at all. They fly now. Okay. Yes, they fly now. Sorry, just a random bit of dialogue I remembered from J.J. Abrams' magnum opus, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, the best film in the entire franchise. All right, here we go. We've got other things to talk about tonight, John, so let's just cut the crap and let's get to it. Let's cut the crap. We gotta get to the things people want to hear us talk about, like... 
Why? I'm so low energy. <laughs> oh no, why are you so low energy? On top of everything else that's going on that I'm not going to talk about, I noticed on my way to work this morning, John, I noticed a new fucking billboard. That's never a good thing in the Austin area. No, a new fucking billboard, obviously targeting the very conservative people of Williamson County, uh, going toward Austin, uh, because this billboard reads, Austin would like to welcome President Trump. Apparently he's going to be visiting Austin May 14th for some type of rally tour i I didn't i didn't get a good look at the billboard um but now i have to see just trump's face every day when i go into work and it's just like i didn't need that on top of everything else i mean talk about an exceptionally soul-sucking experience i remember uh in the in the battle days of the boat parade before all those boats sank and it became very funny and then uh no one who took part in the boat parade wanted to talk about it anymore yeah uh when the boat parade was happening there was essentially this uh i feel like it was president's day or some memorial day i think there was there was essentially this ad hoc celebration of uh the the, the man tumor and Austin was full of the absolute worst kind of people, you know, like general contractors who make $70,000 a year and have $90,000 pickup trucks with like three oversized flags hanging out of them and uh, wives and children at home who deeply hate them. Uh, and they will die of colorectal cancer at like 57. Uh, you know, those kinds of people. Uh, and my beautiful city was full of those. And we were like trying to do like a staycation because COVID was happening. So we went to a hotel and it was full of Trumpy people and there were Trumpy people like in the streets. Uh, The vibes were fucked. Uh, And to know that he will be in this city again, fills me with uh, great dread that the vibes will be similarly fucked again. Yeah. So I guess May 14th planned to be anywhere else. Oh, I plan to be, exactly three and a half blocks away oh what (laughs) no what nothing wait that's a very specific amount of (laughs) of space no it's fine why that why don't don't worry about it that's about 1200 yards right what's 1200 yards don't worry about it okay it's apparently called the american freedom tour and the uh yeah in the um what is, oh my god come on brain you could do this in the spirit of of complete journalism i wanted to give the this the the whole the whole picture of what's happening i i do also want to take space to say that uh this is sad uh not just because of what it represents, but also like I think Donald Trump's brand kind of sucks right now, and only oh, yeah. like the saddest losers are still hanging on to it. So yeah, not only sure. will the vibes be fucked because a lot of very specifically ignorant and hateful people will be here, but they'll be the ignorant, hateful losers. Yeah, no, his, his rallies are getting less and less people to turn up, which uh, you know the Republican Party is pointing at, like, oh, his base is dying. Okay. We might have to look for other options, which, but it's like, I feel like the people who are hanging on still to this day are are like a dangerous mix of like fanatical and desperate, which just not a good mix for any, anyone, for any ideology. I mean, Uh, they've got to be the people who have hung on to QAnon through all of this. So they've got to be either very sad or very deranged. Yeah. The people who kept dancing in uh dallas uh waiting for jfk jr to show up yeah with prince i okay some of the details are getting fuzzy but (laughs) with some some other people who are thought to be dead uh and they were gonna reveal that they weren't dead it was all a cover-up and And then everyone's already been arrested (laughs) and they're holograms that that's one of my favorite conspiracies is that people were already like (laughs) 
people are arrested and then they're replaced by these decoys that continue to do what they were going to do anyway. I never was able to suss out if that was genius or stupid as far as like getting people behind a message. So if we look at the person who like took over the, the Q account on 8chan for what they were trying to accomplish, uh, does it make sense to make people believe that the aims have already been accomplished, or would you have a more powerful base by making them believe that these people are like out there doing evil and need to be stopped? I don't know. Yeah, uh, whatever. It was like the perfect mix to not get anybody uh, like high profile shot. I guess <laughs> almost, almost. It some was people. almost. It was almost enough to do that. Yeah, some people were trying to take matters into their own hands. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's crazy just... how we forget. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move from this depressing subject matter to something a little more fun, John. Mm. Uh, so I think it might have been two weeks ago I, we had some late-breaking uh, Fast and Furious news. And when I mean late-breaking, I mean it broke like two months ago and we were finally covering it. Yeah, we broke it late. Yeah, we broke it pretty wait. Wait. <laughs> we broke it wait. We broke it wait. Uh, we got some more late-breaking news, John, about Fast and Furious 10. Ooh, tell me. Another cast member announcement. Uh, I don't... You know, so just to review, we got Jason Momoa, who's going to be mm-hmm. playing the villain. Yeah, we got, got Ratcatcher 2. Ratcatcher 2, Daniela Melchior. 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 <laughs> and uh, now we've got another new addition to Fast and Furious 10, which I know what you're thinking. This is going to be too many new people, but I'm sure they're going to pull it off. But John, welcome to the fam, Brie Larson. Oh, Brie Larson. Yeah. Mrs. Marvel herself. M- Captain the, Marvel. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel herself. Mrs. Marvel is a different character. <laughs> and Mrs. Maisel is indeed a different character. Yeah. Uh, as well, I like Brie Larson. Yeah, she's fine. She's been in a lot of cool things. Uh, she's uh, Captain Marvel. She's been in Community. I... She's in like one episode of the league. I don't know what she, you want. She had like a she had a, a lucrative career at Marvel, where every single man who wore cargo shorts and sandals <laughs> said that they didn't like her because her boobs and butt were not big enough, and she had mean face. Yeah, I mean, just her classic lucrative career at Marvel. Mm. Your classic career at Marvel, which is <laughs> if you are a woman, you will be horribly scrutinized for your physical appearance. At every turn. Yes. Uh, So apparently Vin Diesel revealed on Instagram, uh, you have no idea how timeless and amazing she will be in our mythology. (laughs) I think we should teach a class about the specific (laughs) dumb guy way that Vin Diesel, who is almost (laughs) certainly in charge of his own socials, chooses to write things. Because between this... And the weird call out to Dwayne Johnson. I am in love with how he crafts statements. All right. I was just reading excerpts at first, but now I've tracked down the it's, complete post. Here we go. Like, so so a Vin Diesel social post really reads like something that genuinely has been translated from another language. It's so funny to me. Yeah. So here's the post in its entirety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Wait, periods or exclamation points? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ellipses. Great. (laughs) There is no punctuation that someone like Vin Diesel would ever use other than an ellipsis. Continue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pause. Uh Uh-huh. You see this angel over my shoulder cracking me up? You say to yourself, that's Captain Marvel. <laughs> Clearly, there he's, is he's love. Really, he's really got our number. He's got our number out the gate. <laughs> he just, he's he he's knows. connected with us immediately. He knows exactly what we thought. Yeah. He knows who he's talking to. He's got his target demographic. Well, you know, he, he's all, all cylinders are a go. Okay. All eight of them. 
clearly there is love and laughter in this image. <laughs> he's it's like he's commenting on his own post. It's it, like it feels like a mom posting a family portrait onto Facebook. I I can't I don't know how to explain this any better, but it feels like he's commenting on his own thoughts. Yeah. And not expressing his thoughts. <laughs> All right, so clearly there is love and laughter in this image, clearly. What you don't see, however, is the character you will be introduced to in Fast 10. Oh my god, what a turn. (laughs) You're right, you're right. Probably a candid uh, set photo uh, is not introducing us to the character she will will play in the movie. You, you (laughs) You perfectly encapsulated the limitations of the image that you chose to give us. They say pictures are worth a thousand words. He's highlighting all the words (laughs) that this picture is not worth. Yeah, it's worth a thousand words, and it's not worth these words. Right. Uh, Also, we can can circle back to this after, but uh, another new... (laughs) Another new title for the 10th movie. (laughs) Uh Fast 10, no space... Fast oh wait, 10. so just F A F A S T one zero? Yeah, fast ten. Great, great. Fast ten. Fasten your seatbelts. Yeah. We're slowly getting there. Alright, now for the, the grand the, the piece de la resistance. You have no idea how timeless and amazing she will be in our mythology. <laughs> really really interesting words to choose. Uh, kind of at every turn. Not so amazing, I guess. That's fine. Timeless, not typically what you use to describe someone or something yeah. in, a fu- in the future tense, I suppose. Right, yeah. Um, You're not going to believe how timeless this is going to be. <laughs> but also, perhaps the most stretched use of the word mythology. Yeah. Uh, All right. Series, so, maybe? Yeah. Universe? Lore? Wait, Lore? Is, he, is he admitting that <laughs> the Fast and Furious movies are the play of gods? Yes, exactly. The, the, see, these are the gods at play. Yeah. This is pure mythology here, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Imagine... <laughs> Imagine you're writing this post, yeah. and you had just written the sentence. Wait, that's how it ends? No, no, no. There's okay, more. Okay, okay. But imagine you had you had just written the sentence. You have no idea how timeless and amazing she will be in our mythology. What kind of sentence do you think you would follow that up with? <laughs> um, probably with like a call to action to go see the next movie. Um, maybe a little bit of a teaser about the kind of character that she might portray tied to a call to action, something like that. Yeah, here we go. Buckle up, buddy. Beyond her beauty, her intellect, dot, 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 her Oscar. Okay. Ha ha. (laughs) This is such, this, it's such a roller coaster with Vim. Is this profound soul who will add something you might not have expected, but yearned for? Oh, no, yearned. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) In the context of the Fast and Familia, what does that mean? So I want to take this kind of point by point. Um... The compliments almost read to me as like a little creepy and too knowing. But then being like, her Oscar, but uh-huh. saying her Oscar and then quickly making us understand that he's not a simple clout chaser. The Oscar means nothing. And this was only right. this was only a ruse to make you think that he cared about some little golden man. Right. Uh, and then no, no. yearned for. Yeah, something we might not have expected. <laughs> But yearned for. This feels like a Yeats poem. Yeah. I, I feel like there's something there's something really powerful in the combination of saying might not have expected, but yearn. Something you daren't dream. Yes. Would be you couldn't have expected it. No. 
but like, you do know what it is. Well, it's like on some level, the subconscious wants this. You can't knowingly want this or expect it. Yeah. But subconsciously, she's going to fulfill a role or a hole in you that has been void the entire series. Yeah, either a spoken or unspoken need that you've felt. So yeah. either you know what it is, but you couldn't dare to dream that it would be part of the Fast and Furious, or you want it, and it's completely unknown to you what it is. Yes. Uh, there's one more sentence. Mm. Welcome to the family, all caps, Brie, at Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great. Really burying the at in the post. <laughs> Uh, Ludacris responded to this with two stars. Uh-huh. Great. <laughs> I, is that out of five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is that? I, I mean, I guess that's just what Ludacris could manage between his workouts, but... Yeah, and then uh, Jordana, Jordana Brewster, who plays uh, uh, Mia, Mia Toretto. Is it Mia? Mia. Yeah. Uh, she responded with clap emoji, clap emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji, clap emoji, clap emoji. Okay, very good. Little bit more effort than Ludacris put into it. Yeah, I'm just looking for more co-stars. I don't see any more in the in the comments. My question is, where does Tyrese weigh in on this? I don't know if he's got Instagram. I th- I think he does, or maybe he has Twitter, because someone made a joke post about uh, oh. Martin Scorsese saying that Morbius was the greatest film he'd ever <laughs> seen, and Tyrese fell for it. Oh, no. All right, so I do have a respond a response to Ludacris from Brie Larson. Heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. Ooh, a little bit more. A little bit more. Let's see if I can find any effort. more. I think that's Ludacris's thing, so. though. I think people yeah. bring more to Ludacris than Ludacris brings to them. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be any more uh, cast members, co- co-stars in the comments. But, yeah, so, yeah. Let's kind of break this down a little bit. Because mm. we've got our ideas about what this next two-part movie's going to be. Yes. There, anyone who's listened to the podcast before should know that we we firmly believe that they're going to to have to race to hell, highway yeah. to hell, and then fight God. Yeah, because so it's I, a two parter. It's a two parter. You go yeah. to hell, and then you go to heaven. I I've seen some people throwing around this theory that they're going to go like go back in time or something, like pull a uh, you know Back to the Future DeLorean thing, mm. and you know it's been done before. No, no, no. It's hell and heaven. We already have this established. We know. We got a glimpse of it in Fast Nine, a little bit, a little bit of a tease. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, so also you gotta you have to square the fact that these movies have one persistent through every movie piece of religious iconography. Yeah, exactly. And, so they're and not going to go back in time. No, they're not going to go back in time. Uh, they're definitely going to hell and heaven. And I think Vin Diesel himself is giving us hints right here. Oh, interesting. Yeah, let's break this down. I think he's telling us who this character is going to be. Yes, please. Uh, let's just look at how he starts. It starts off his post. You see this angel? Oh, no. Over my shoulder? Oh, no. I think Brie Larson is going to play... Dom's guardian angel, literally. Yeah, I could see it. I could definitely see it. And you know, we know that casting decisions in the Fast and Furious movies are based on roles that these actors have been in before. No one's really, like, uh, stretching themselves if they're brought in late to one of these things. Uh, So, you know, if you look at Captain Marvel, pretty angelic. Yeah? She can float or fly or hover like an angel might. fly, save people save people yeah and and i think there's more hints in here you have no idea how timeless and amazing she'll be be in our mythology i think she's playing a mythical role i I would almost go as far as to stretch this to timeless as well yeah oh timeless meaning we're not going back in time yeah absolutely (laughs) not going back in time he's laying 
all of the groundwork for us before yeah. our very eyes. What I, what yeah. a craftsman. And, and then the, the last hint here. Who will add something you might not ha- have expected but yearned for. We, I, I think he's the the average viewer of Fast and the Furious won't expect the religious overtones. Yeah, only uh, people with like well tuned, critical, and theological senses such right. as ourselves. But th- I think when they reveal it, it's going to click into p- place for those people, and they're going to be like, "Oh man, I never knew I needed this layer here." In Fast and the Furious. So they will have yearned for it. Yeah, and I think that whenever anyone sees the Silver Cross medallion pendant as it changes hands, they, in their heart, yearn for the warmth and protection of the kingdom of heaven. Exactly, yes. They've been planting the seed in all of these movies. I Yeah, I think this post absolutely is a a cryptographic cryptographic hint that Brie Larson is going to play the guardian angel of, of Dom, Dominic Toretto as they race to hell and then eventually turn against heaven and dethrone God. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's classic how it's going to work is obviously Brie Larson introduced early in the fast 10. Uh, what do you call a series of two movies in a larger uh, in, in the first movie, you got to introduce Brie Larson because Dominic Toretto dies. Right, exactly. And he goes to hell somehow. <laughs> but I think Brie Larson is maybe advocating on his behalf. Uh, maybe she saves him once and he decides to die anyway to save his family. Ooh, that's a good angle. Uh, and then he has to go to hell for his crimes. And then, second movie, they get Dom out of hell, they get everybody out of hell. Yeah. Go straight to heaven. And then Brie Larson is is conflicted, gets them into heaven to fight God. Right. And maybe, like, you know, 12th hour appearance to, to, to join the side of our heroes to show that, you know, they were right all along. God needs to be dethroned. Oh yeah, they dethrone God, and the the most important thing is this is a real, like, um, Prometheus myth kind of thing. Is in defeating God, they are handing over ultimate power to man. And Brie Larson, obviously very conflicted. She's been an angel. She's timeless. Has been an angel for. Uh, an infinite amount of eons and has to give up being an angel to accept that the world is better without a God. So when she gives up her angel wings, you know, we have this like penultimate scene and the ultimate scene for her character when she's like, it doesn't matter if I'm a celestial being as long as I'm familia. And then we know that family is God. Yes. Yeah. And that will tie in to all of the family thematic building that we've done over at that point, 11 movies. <laughs> yes. Over 11 movies. We have established that family, this is, this is objectively true in every movie. We are proving that family is stronger than we thought it was. Familia is stronger than we thought it was. The ultimate statement has to be familia is stronger than the supernatural and in right. fact stronger than God. Yes, blood is thicker than holy water. <laughs> Absolutely. Holy water is just water. Right. I mean, oil is thicker than water, so you just need a well-tuned <laughs> engine. Yes, absolutely. There's got to be like a like a car with like a radiator full of holy water at some point. Oh, yeah, the Pope Mobile. <laughs> yes, souped up Pope Mobile. Yeah. So, Jason Momoa recruits the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I don't think you're thinking of this in the right way. He is Jason the Pope. Momoa is the, he is Pope. the Pope. Look, he's stubborn. <laughs> what were those quotes? <laughs> he was like, he's he's a scamp. <laughs> he's got oh. a little bit of panache. Yeah, wait, hold on. Yeah, the panache I remember. Let, let's see if I can find the quote real quick. I'm just saying, who has more panache than the Pope? <laughs> oh, man. 
I can't find the quotes. Oh, no. I'm just saying, there's a perfect moment for the Pope Mobile to roll up, and then Jason (laughs) Momoa is in it. He's the Pope. Wait, I found the... (laughs) Please. I found found the quote. Yeah. (laughs) Now, keep in mind, everyone listening to this, everything you're about to hear is in the context of Jason Momoa being the Pope confirmed. Now I get to be the bad boy. <laughs> yes. A very flamboyant bad boy. Uh-huh. The Pope. A little panache. Yes. Absolutely. All Pope. All Pope. All, All of those Pope. things. Because if we're being honest, the Pope can't be that good of a guy. Uh, you he's know, a given, bad boy. He's a bad boy. And that hat, a, those robes. He's a really flamboyant. Flamboyant. A little bit of panache. A little bit of panache. Oh, man. I can't wait to see Pope Momoa. <laughs> Pope Momoa. I I'm just saying there is a perfect moment for a Pope Mobile to pull up and then Jace Momoa rips the plexiglass off of it and says like I don't know I live my life a quarter indulgence at a time or something. Oh my god! Uh, and then just like takes off. Yeah. All of wow. this is hack. I'm sure the writers are going to do a better oh, job yeah. than they actually yeah. start writing it. Right, yeah. The, the writers will definitely do way better a job than just us armchair experts over here yeah. deciphering the clues <laughs> and Vin Diesel's cryptic Instagram messages. Listen, we know our strengths. We can predict with 100% laser precision what these last two movies are going to be, but yeah. it's really up to the writers to like take it to the right. take it to the end zone, so to speak. Uh, so yes, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Brie Larson in as a guardian angel in Fast and Furious Ten. Oh, sorry, Fast Ten, Fast Ten One, Fast Fast Ten One. <laughs> have we have we discussed the possibility since these are two movies that they could potentially be called FFX and then FFX Two? <laughs> Final. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Look, there's a, there's a large party. I'm sure they're yeah. going to go on an epic quest. Yeah. I don't know if crystals are going to be involved, but they might be. I could see Vin Diesel playing Blitzball. Yeah, right. He's got to slot the materia into his car. <laughs> Absolutely. I could see Ludacris being Oron. That was that character's name, right? The guy in the red robe with the big sword? I don't, um, which one are you talking about? The one in the red robe, the big sword in Final Fantasy X? Oh, I never played Ten. Oh, no. Did you play Ten too? Uh, John, I've, the highest I've ever really played is four. Really? I mean, I've almost beaten seven intergrade or whatever, but let's, I mean, I haven't beaten it yet, so I can't count it. They get really good after four and stop being good after nine. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I played most of 13. Sure. That one was awful. But yeah, so I, I feel like we're transitioning to video games, which is actually kind of related to my next topic. Oh, I love video games, even though I never play them. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's actually a bit of bad news pertaining to Fast and Furious. What? No. So I, I don't know if you remember this, John, but uh, <laughs> about three years ago during the Game Awards... Uh, Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez took to the stage to announce their video game, Fast and Furious Crossroads. I do remember this. It released. Yes. Here we go. Here we flash forward to April 29th, 2022. Well, I mean, a video game that came out three years ago. Surely there can't be bad news (laughs) three years later. They're pulling it from all shelves and platforms and everywhere on April 29th. What? If you want to buy Fast and Furious Crossroads, you have to do so before April 29th. So wait, if I have, let's say, a Steam key, then they can't take it away from me, right? If you bought the game digitally, it will remain in your library and can be re-downloaded in the future. Okay, so I'm probably going to buy that off of CD keys, I guess. Yeah. But um, why? Oh, why? Um, oh, do we not have a why? Is it just being pulled? If you bought the game? Yeah. 
They're getting rid of it. All right. He, um, wow, it has its own website and everything. Here's some speculation. It's $40. <laughs> here's some speculation by Polygon.com. Uh, despite being set in the world of the Fast and Furious films and featuring several of its characters and cars, Crossroads failed to connect with audiences thanks to rote gameplay that didn't let players enjoy said cars. It mostly tasked them with simply driving from one place to another on a linear path interrupted by the odd stunt. Turns out maybe living your life a quarter mile at a time might not be the best idea. So their their argument is that it's just not a good game. That's what they're saying. I from a business perspective, that doesn't make sense to me because like your you development can... costs are sunk. Yeah. And, is and there any... an up is there like an upkeep cost to having things on Steam or other digital platforms? There might be some servers involved. I'm not entirely sure. That that is possible. I am I'll be straight up with you. I'm not going to buy Fast and Furious Crossroads because even on CD keys, it's like twenty five dollars. Well, I might, I might uh, bite the bullet, but apparently, uh, there's also three DLC packs that will also be pulled. So, I, am I, I, I going to have to buy these CD, these DLC packs that include the 2020 Toyota Supra? Ooh, the 2020 Toyota Supra is a sexy automobile. It comes with two wraps. You know... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me, because that's the last thing you should be excited about, about a car. <laughs> it, comes uh, <laughs> with, it comes with two wraps. So dumb. Uh, yeah, they just put a manual transmission in the Supra. People have been asking for that. Uh, I mean, listen, can I, whatever, whatever means through which you have to use to acquire fast and furious crossroad. Listen, who am I to judge? Yeah, I hear you. I I just, you know, I just don't want to miss out because how could I live with myself if I don't buy DLC pack three and miss out on the Subaru Impreza STI WRX I mean, that's, um, a, that's a dream car. Genuinely one of my dream cars. <laughs> oh, uh, here's a description of it. This indestructible car <laughs> comes that, with... That, on, that is, that's what everybody knows about Subaru is famously <laughs> indestructible. Hold on. This indestructible car comes with two memorable wraps. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So I get a lot more for my money by that DLC pack. Rather than the one with the Supra, because on the Supra, I get two wraps. But with the Impreza STI, I get two memorable Memorable wraps. I mean, in the same pack as the Supra Impreza, you get the Nissan Skyline R34 GTR. I gotta say, genuinely, they're picking very cool, kind of perfect cars for this. Oh, man. And they know exactly how to sell the product, because here's the description. Yes. Hit the hit the road with every street racer's favorite skyline and two unforgettable. <laughs> Hold on, which how do I choose? They're unforgettable. <laughs> do I want wraps? Memorable. I mean obviously unforgettable wraps. <laughs> Cause you could recall to mind a memorable rap for right. a time. Right. <laughs> oh my god they whoever did the product description on their this is the official fast and furious crossroads <laughs> website went through a thesaurus and just put <laughs> random words in front of in front of wraps it's, oh my god it's always the same amount of wraps dude the mazda rx7 veal side uh described as such a star from the moment it was conceived. I actually don't agree with that one. I don't think that car is very cool. Comes with two distinctive wraps. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> distinctive? You know what? Pass. Pass. Yeah, I don't want that one. Well, wait, what about the Mitsubishi Evo IX? Maybe nine? Uh-huh. Do you know that one? Is that one good? Yeah, the Mitsubishi Evo is very cool. It's like a... It kind of plays second fiddle to your, like, Impreza STIs, but the Evo's good. Okay. Take to the streets with this 
Immitable Racing Legend? Immitable? Inimitable? Inimitable. Inimitable? Oh, gotcha. Racing like you legend. can't imitate it. Oh, okay. Comes with two unique raps. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot Ugh. believe this. Uh, so they're using actual cars, like yeah. actual brands. Maybe they're pulling it because they oh, – how does the licensing in, of these cars work? It is entirely possible that the licensing with these cars might have changed. I don't know. Also interesting to note, it came out three years ago, but it did not come <laughs> – Sorry, I, I actually loaded up the website and it's pretty much <laughs> – yeah. Listen, if you could get DLC Pack 2. Uh, yeah. You could get the Plymouth GTX. Yeah. It's the legendary tarmac-eating beast that will never be tamed. Comes of two raps. Comes of two raps. <laughs> <laughs> these, these raps are not, they're not notable at all. <laughs> Etion prototype SUV, a one-off special design prototype that comes with two raps. Comes with two raps. Wow, they really phoned this one in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so maybe the licensing work, like, oh, as long as you're selling the game, you have to pay a licensing fee to use our cars or something. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it's definitely going away. I also wanted to note, it didn't come out for the latest generation of, of consoles. It's on PlayStation four and Xbox one. Oh, true. It is on PC though. Yeah. The console for all time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to pick up fast and furious crossroads before it goes away forever, you got to do so before before April 29th. I know that I've gotten on this soapbox a couple times on the podcast. Uh, and just to be clear, I've lost this battle. But like, Fast and Furious Crossroads, fine example. Uh, digital media is extremely fickle. Uh, like, in a future where there's no physical media, if they just decide to stop selling something or alter something, like, too bad. Like, you can't get, like, the pure, un unadulterated original version of it. Uh, and I admit that I lost because the new Kirby game came out and I tried to buy all my Switch games in physical format because I still could. But, like, I, I, I'm just too tired. I'm too tired to go to Best Buy or Target. I just buy things digitally now. I hear so you. maybe I'm the reason Fast and Furious Crossroads <laughs> is going away. So, yeah, the, the people at Slightly Mad Studios had a tracker of all digital purchases. And they were just – but not – they were tracking individuals yeah. and their preferences. And as soon as you ticked over to digital release for the new Kirby game, they were like, that's it. We yeah. can't do it. We, we are, we're out. We're gone. I – Sorry, I'm still browsing through the the website. Yeah, and it's really terrible. It's a very bad mobile experience. But the I think this you get to play as maybe Ludicrous or Roman. Okay, so there's no. Dom. You're, def you're definitely Roman because it says undercover with Roman, and you're going to need more than your fast talking lady skills to bring down the criminal known as the war snake the war snake this time it's not dom's family's respect you're after but the trust of an international kingpin who doesn't know how charming you are <laughs> so apparently the crew is made up of uh dom letty and roman and rather than showing characters they're just showing cars. Oh yeah, definitely no likenesses. Definitely no likenesses. Which is weird because because yeah, um, Diesel's likeness is definitely in the game. I sent you a picture of it on Discord. Oh no, let me see. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> he looks slightly disappointed, huh? Oh no, he's pallid. I feel like every time he went in for like the mocap, he was slightly disappointed. <laughs> so his model is just like kind of tired of this shit. 
I feel like they actually did mocap on him while he was sleeping. <laughs> he was in between takes. They they did they did the facial structure modeling on him while he was asleep. Yeah. Oh wow. man. They went That's all out for this game. There's a multiplayer, there's items. It's like a, a Mario Party. Oh man, I love Mario Party. There's lo there's locati oh locations broken up <laughs> weirdly. <laughs> there's a locationz. What what is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Who does this? There's a locationz. I just noticed gadgets. Sorry, not gadgets. Gadgets. It's not a good website. <laughs> oh my gosh. You gotta These get people this got game. paid. You gotta get this game. And you know what? That's exactly what they did. Henry. Oh, they got paid. Dude, click on the newsletter. Oh man, it's on my phone. I can only imagine how horrific this experience is gonna be. I hope you get the same thing I got. Let's see, news. Um is it just two screenshots under announcements? I'll I'll send you the I, I got an error page with this message. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's too good. They listen. They, they got the, they, they they get it. They got they the assignment. It, it says ejecto cedo cuz. <laughs> I've Apparently, never seen those words spelled out before. Apparently, the newsletter is four oh four cannot find, but the error message is ejecto cedo cuz, which means yes, they definitely <laughs> understood the assignment. I. uh I won't have the time to do this tonight, but I want to view source on this and uh, make the 404 for zero credits dot net this exact same page. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm all for it. We, I mean, not that the zero credits page ever. Doesn't really have any case in which it would 404 out, to be honest with you. Right. It's just a redirect. Yeah. Yeah, so before April 29th, I guess I'll go buy it along with the DLC. <laughs> they, they're going to charge me full fucking price for this, aren't they? Oh, it's $40. Oh my gosh. I'm the, just saying, you could go on, on CD keys where it appears to be $19 but out of stock, so oh, your mileage may vary. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they're going to get it restocked, buddy. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, listen, just whatever you need to do. To get your hands on that game so we can play it and maybe talk about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll finally start our, our Twitch channel. I was going to say, we do have a very neglected Twitch channel. Yeah. Well, f yeah, because, you know, you're trying to get a new job and I've got my job. So we've got tons of time to just stream games on Twitch. Listen, tons of time. I'm not I'm not in four interviews every day. Um, it'll be great. Yeah. What is it? Eight hours a day to be successful on twitch is that the investment oh i mean just being cons consistent and playing the latest games like fast and furious crossroads i think i do a pretty good job of playing the latest games i'm personally playing the physical version of magic the gathering right now yeah the latest games that's the latest game baby maybe apex legends I think I've discovered that the secret to being a successful streamer is to act and dress like a child. You could do that, or, or you could spend uh, thousands of thousands of dollars for people to hard code a, a custom virtual model of an anime character and become a VTuber. Oh, yeah, I want to be a VTuber. Yeah. Definitely want to be a VTuber. Yeah. What's interesting about streamers acting and dressing like children is when men do it it's deeply sad the way that they need to mortify themselves in front of a webcam for revenue when uh women do it uh it's truly terrifying for society uh don't don't love it neither configuration yeah yeah streaming's a whole mess of stuff i i have a lot of listen as we get into the future hellish, the hellish future of Web3, streaming is going to be like a bigger and bigger way for people to legitimately earn a living. And a lot of people legitimately earn their living through streaming right now. 
I got a lot of derogatory things to say about streamers as an old person, but I think part of being a good old person is just letting society happen and not judging it too much. But don't don't act like an infant, please. Yeah, it's cre- it's creepy. I'm <laughs> not the problem. I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about, but please don't act like an infant. Yeah, just don't don't please. Yeah. Don't go to Coachella and wear a thousand dollars worth of clothes that make you look like uh, like a, a a nightclub owner's couch. There are specific people I'm talking about right now, but we don't need to talk about it anymore. I'm so lost. It's fine. I'm very involved in political streamers. What is happening? It's fine. Okay. Don't act like a child. Um. Rest in peace, Fast and Furious Crossroads. Yes. So mark your mark your calendars. We're, we're we'll go to the funeral. Um, and for those of you who want it, just to have a little piece of history, just like how I bought the Deadpool video game before it was pulled forever. You too. Why, hmm? why was the Deadpool video game pulled? It was before the movies. Oh, I didn't even know there was a Deadpool video game. But I think yeah. I think that y- you c- there are worse things to do than like chase ephemera in that way because it's a fascinating hobby. Yeah, it's interesting because you know online games sometimes will like make items rare. It's like this is for for sale now, but then when when it goes away, it'll be gone forever. And like I was playing a game that was did that, and like oh, I gotta buy. Gotta buy uh, the thing before it goes away forever. And then I saw like this Deadpool game was going away forever. I was like, oh, it's a rare item. I gotta, I gotta pick it up before it's gone forever. And I did. And then I played it for like an hour. I was like, why did I buy this? Listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that as long as you don't think there's going to be actual value in doing it. Right. So I'm gonna buy this Fast and Furious game because obviously then I can finally sell my Steam account for a billion dollars. Yeah, it's uh, got PT on it. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have PT. No, neither do I. Yeah. R.I.P. PT. Well, Henry. John? Fast and Furious. When's that come out? <laughs> Lord, I don't know. Yeah, me either. Uh, but, man, am I going to just apparently cling to any little scrap of news i can get my my grubby little hands on i mean listen we're whole hog committed yeah i mean you know people could excuse us for a lack of enthusiasm given the fact that we have perfectly predicted the content and structure of these last two movies but that's just what we do yeah we're whole hog (laughs) we are entire pigs we are entire hog. Yeah. Whole pig. Whole pig. It's a luau, baby. <laughs> who who brought the apple? To put in the pig's mouth. Because it's a whole hog barbecue. Wait, are you telling me they don't kill specifically pigs that are in the middle of eating apples? Oh, Henry, I hate to break this to you. Oh, no. <laughs> it's That's all fantastic. a facade. <laughs> this fantastical world of murder. <laughs> I thought the pig was killed at the height of ecstasy. Right. <laughs> the first bite of an apple. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I the, feed the pigs garbage for its entire life. Yeah. And then finally give it an apple. And just as the pig is realizing there are things in this world that actually taste good. Yeah. That's where the dark. Fl- that's <laughs> where the flavor comes from. I'm abandoning this bit. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, poor pigs. Yes, poor pigs. Everyone, uh, fake meat is getting more affordable than ever. Yeah, and also, everyone, vegetables aren't the future. Legumes and grains probably are, but vegetables are nice too. Yeah, and if you want to tell us your ideas of future foods, man, boy, how do we have a bunch of ways for you to get in touch with us? Uh, first of all, you can send us your grocery list and we'll do your shopping. If you send your list to uh, 
at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. And uh, John knows what that stands for. That stands for, if you give me your grocery list, I will only buy you canned corn and corn alcohol. That's right. We're corn-subsidized podcast family as part of the Corn Network. Uh, we're also <laughs> available for emails. If you want to send us uh, a longer message, you can send us an email to email at zerocredits.net, and uh, we'll get back to you within three to five business days. We're on a variety of podcast applications and networks. Wherever you find your podcast is all right with us. As long as you do us a favor and leave us a rating and a review on that podcast service so we can climb the ladders and the charts and the ranks to become the only podcast worth listening to. And to that end, if you could do us a great favor and tell anyone about the podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. If, for instance, somebody at your work asks you what kind of podcast you listen to, don't freeze up and not be able to think of anything, Jeff. Tell people about the podcast, Jeff. You had the perfect opportunity to tell your friend about our podcast, Jeff, and you didn't. So what's the point of you, Jeff, if you're not going to tell people to listen to the podcast, Jeff? Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive, and Jeff is actively trying to kill us. So if you could just do us a favor, anyone but Jeff, and tell a friend about the podcast, we can defeat Jeff uh, and his weird, wicked goals to try to silence us forever. That's fascism, Jeff, and that's bad. I've long been on the side of uh, purporting that there is a fascist Jeff force trying to silence us. Uh, And we also know that that Jeff never listens to the podcast long enough uh, to hear this. So um, we will defeat you, Jeff, in the field of battle or in the night (laughs) at our preference. From 1,200 feet away. 1200 yards away perhaps what is this 1200 <laughs> yard feet thing i'm just saying modern it's fine um i don't like to threaten violence on the podcast i mean yeah that's illegal it is it it's not protected by uh, violent or dangerous speech is not protected yeah, but it's not, it's cute speech. <laughs> but when I do it, it's cute. But when you do it, it's cute. Okay, there might be an exception made. Is there? Is, is there something you want to wish the listener? <laughs> when I say that I will resolve Jeff to a permanent end from 1,200 yards away uh, with a... No, it's fine. It's cute when I say it. I'd like to wish the viewers, this is a dark place we went to so viewers if you could if if, listeners if you can cast images of violence from your mind and make yourself receptive to this message uh, i would like to say from everyone here at the zero credits very very modern (laughs) uh, we would like to wish you a happy week goodbye goodbye forever